listening to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Tuesday afternoon. Let's turn to our first guest of today. In the next fifteen minutes or so, we're chatting with educator Natalie Tirrett Drake about her YouTube channel, Storytime with Me, Natalie, where she reads books and also shares storytelling tips for parents. Welcome to the program, Natalie. It's so great to meet you. How are you? Good. Very nervous. But, um, <laughs> thank you for having me here. <laughs> I'm so excited. I should also mention to our yes. listeners,、uh, we are on Facebook. Facebook Live, hooray! We've lifted the ban, and、uh, studio guests are welcomed again、uh, into the RTHK studio.、Uh, so you can see Natalie and hear her on Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio Three.、Uh, go there and, and join us there. So Natalie, tell us、yeah. a little bit more about yourself. Who are you, and what do you do? Right.、Um, so I'm a local. I'm born and raised here in Hong Kong.、Um, my dad's English, my mum's Chinese, so I have the English accent and. Funny-looking face,、um, but I was yeah brought up here and I went to a Chinese school,、um, and I've graduated for about two years now. And at the moment, I'm working as a teaching assistant at Hong Kong U. So I teach well, I don't teach, but I lead tutorials for people close to my age, actually, which is a bit terrifying sometimes.、Um, but I talk quite a lot of、um, primary school after-school classes, and I taught at a play group for about a year during my university time. Hence the love for. Kids things and you know being silly and all of that kind of stuff.、Yeah. I absolutely love it, Natalie. If anything, I'm nervous. I'm such a fan.、Yeah. I love your YouTube channel so much. And people, you guys can also like her Facebook page.、Uh, you can just go to Facebook and search for Natalie. Sorry, Story Time with Natalie, and you'll be able to find her wonderful page and lots of different stories、uh, for children. And I'm sure adults will enjoy it alike.、Oh, so,、yeah. talk us through this this process.、Yes. Where did this idea come from? Right, yeah. So actually, the main thing was when Carrie Lam announced that schools were going to be postponed or cancelled indefinitely. I think that was sometime in March, early mid-March, and it just kind of like, you know, we all knew we were, you know, schools were already suspended at that time, and everything was already a bit chaotic. But it just kind of really made it real for me that. Oh wow, this is going to affect a lot of people, and particularly, I know quite a few young parents who have two or three kids, and I just thought. How are they going to cope at home? Like particularly, you know, the mums and dads if they work at home, and a lot of people were working from home anyway at that time. So, you know, Hong Kong isn't, you know, apartments aren't big, and if you've got five, six people in one space, and you've got six, seven-year-olds screaming at each other, I just thought, well, there's something that I can provide, and particularly in terms of English, lang- English language learning, I think、um, just. A lot of local families don't have the English language environment at home,、um, and I just thought if I could even give that, you know, seven or eight minutes of that for some people, that'd be really cool. And it's so meaningful. It's absolutely brilliant, guys. I can't、yeah. rave about、yeah. it enough. They're really, really、Gosh. lively. You choose terrific stories、um, delivered in, in such a lively way、um, that, if anything, you know, the children will be asking for more screen time. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried and tested on, on, on my own、uh, daughters. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, they great. They absolutely、uh, love it. So, how do you go about picking the stories? And the one thing I really、yeah. l- love about it is、uh, you, you also specify the age that these stories、yes. are suitable for. Yeah, yeah. That's sometimes it's a bit of a wild guess,、um, and particularly because I think now on my page there are people from all across the world, which is ridiculous、um, to, to even comprehend. Like we actually did a live Facebook live, my first one for a school in India. Really? Because they、wow. approached us, you know, on the Facebook Messenger, and I. Just, I mean, I was like. 
I mean, I studied politics. I thought, well, this is globalization and action, isn't it really? Like, and how in this day and age you can actually connect with people, you know, across the world. So we did, that was my only and first Facebook Live so far um, for India, the country. Um, so, yeah. Um, so I don't even know what your question was. <laughs> no, I was good. At, yeah, I sometimes I forget that. I've forgotten my question. <laughs> um, yes, that's right. Um, how do you choose the, these age-appropriate yeah. stories? Um, I think... Actually, a lot of the, I, I don't even have many children's books left at home anymore, which is a real shame. So I've had to go back out and go to stores and things and look for them. Some are just classics, like I've done, you know, The Gruffalo and things like that. Julia Donaldson, we yeah. know, is a household name for kids' storytelling. And um, yeah, sometimes just wandering into bookstores and digging in their picture book section. Can I do a shout out? Yes, please. Yeah, because I went in Bleak House Books. Yes, know, in Cali, love the best best <laughs> store in Hong Kong. Go check out Bleak House Books. Um, and I digged out a few things there, and it's just great. I think when you're able to find things you weren't necessarily looking for, um, and yeah, I tend to like to find stories that are silly and a bit you know out there and have a lot of great illustration and yeah, yeah I think that works quite and well. And that's a phenomenal also and, and what, one thing I find is that Hong Kong parents are sometimes very busy yes. and they don't really find the time to sit down with their for children sure. to, to yeah. read. Um, what sort of advice or tips do you have for, for people choosing books to read with their children? Yeah I mean I think really anything that's on the t top shelves can, can work or anything that's like I say a household name you know Roald Dahl or anything like that and I think part of doing these videos and doing them in a certain a shorter length is that I want to encourage parents to reflect and on their own time and actually you can just all you need is like seven or eight minutes it really doesn't take a lot of time in your day and it's relaxing for you it's it's a nice bonding kind of time with your you know parent and because my dad used to tell read a lot of stories to me as a kid Aww. and I have very vivid memories of you know I'd fall asleep most of the time but it's a well, bedtime story fashion right yeah, that's exactly. the whole point but these memories are still here and I think if parents can clock how powerful that little time you spend with your child you know at the end of the day yeah. and reading stories when you're taken into all magical crazy you know universes um, I think it's just it's such a good thing to do and it doesn't take a lot of time and effort and definitely yeah. and the importance of choosing picture books as well. Yeah. Um, some parents uh, mm. prefer to, to to force their children to read books without pictures because it seems yes. harder um, and maybe smarter. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, what do you have to say to that? Well, you know, um, picture I, books are so great. I think they are the best. I mean, kids are reading so much at school anyway, or there are a lot of set readings. And yes. I don't, for one second, distrust, you know, the English curriculum faculty, you know, of whatever school your kid goes to. And I'm sure they're getting enough grammar and all of that stuff but sometimes what you really need is just that ability to go into your imagination and pictures well that's that's the whole point right yes. like we're able to be prompted by these images that are so vivid and then you know you can keep creating these additional characters right you see the gruffalo and then you see the little mouse and then you know you might suddenly see a little tiger or a pig or whatever and then it just all comes into your head and you can even draw out I mean I can't draw to save my life but I know a lot of kids can and some of their stuff is great so I just really hope they can do, do their own picture book even yeah. Like, yeah and what's the response been like so far since you launched your YouTube channel and Facebook I mean the, yes. the role of social media oh my god it's yeah so yeah I'm not I, I'm a bit of a conservative in the technology department and actually doing this has been I think it's a really as well with this whole pandemic situation you know we could have 
been really down about it and like you know my yoga studio was closed and I sound such a like a, I sound so pompous my yoga studio, I can't believe my first thing I said was my yoga studio was closed yeah. but it was a huge like health is wealth health is indeed thank you you know and but yeah so I think a lot of things could have just been thrown completely right and I was quite adamant about, okay, I'm going to use this time. I think a lot of us were. Like, we have to use this time productively. I can't just Netflix my entire way through these four months. I mean, I did through a lot of it, but, you know, I have to do something productive. Um, And so I picked up, you know, even iMovie, right, which I've never used in my life. And it was very challenging at first. I remember the first video I edited took about nine hours. And now I think I can average about two and a half, three. So I think achievement, right? They're really good. They're simple, but, you know, I I don't ask for very much. (laughs) in that regard I think the story tells themselves so you know yes but yeah again I lost track of your question so I just go on no problem at all no problem at all I can see you've bought a few books uh, for our listening pleasure Um, please uh, listeners go to the Facebook page Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 you'll be able to see and also hear Natalie there Uh, what have you got for us today I've got a few things actually I couldn't choose Um, there is something that I've already read on Facebook I just love this book about poo and I this is another thing I really want parents to this is my own opinion but like you don't have to make your kid talk about serious and solemn things at the age of seven or eight like we're gonna get to like we've spent our whole lives being serious and solemn later on like let them enjoy the time where they're children and talk about poop and fart and you know burp and it's great like we we love that stuff you know and they'll grow out of it eventually you don't have to worry and you don't have to think oh my child you know isn't talking about you know the latest policy developments of uganda it's like well no, that's not what they're going to be talking <laughs> about, are they? They're free. Exactly. Thank you. You know, so, yeah, I love a poop and fart kind of book situation. And, yeah, I've got a few other things here. But What would you like to read for our listeners today, then? Well, why not do the poop and fart book? I love it. I Let's love a poop and it. fart situation. Okay, okay. Um, so this was something that I picked up at Bleak House. Um, and I've some a friend of mine uh, then actually texted me and said, oh, I love this book. So apparently it is well known, but I've never heard of it before. Um, So it's called The Story of the Little Mole Who Knew It Was None of His Business. And it goes a little bit like this. One day, the little mole poked his head out from underground to see whether the sun had already risen. Then it happened. It looked like a little sausage. And the worst thing was that it landed right on his head. How mean, cried the little mole. Who has done this on my head? But he was so short-sighted that he couldn't see anyone around. Did you do this on my head? He asked the dove who was flying past. Me? No, how could I? I do it like this, she answered. And splish, splish, a moist white blob landed on the ground right next to the little mole. His right leg was splashed with white. Did you do this on my head? He asked the horse, who was grazing in the pasture. Me? No. How could I? I do it like this. And flump plump five big fat horsey apples plopped down within a hair's breadth of the mole. He was very impressed. 
Did you do this on my head? He asked the hare. Me? No. How could I? I do it like this, answered the hare. And rat-a-tat-tat, fifteen little round beans shot past the mole's ears. He saved himself with a daring leap. Did you do this on my head? He asked the goat, who had been dreaming a little. Me? Oh, no. How could I? I do it like this, she replied. And blippity-plop-plop, a pile of toffee-coloured little balls tumbled on the grass. The little mole found them almost appealing. I don't know what the little mole's into. Did you do this on my head? He asked the cow, who was chewing the cud. Man, no, how could I? I do it like this. Splash! And kaplosh, a big brownish green pancake flopped into the grass just next to the mole. Oh, he was very relieved that it hadn't been the cow who had done something on his head. <gasps> Could you imagine he'd be drenched in cow poopy? Did you do this on my head? He asked the pig. Me? No, how could I? I do it like this, replied the pig. And plop splat, a little soft brown pile fell onto the grass. The mole held his nose. Did you do this on my head? He was going to ask again. But as he came closer, he saw only two big fat black flies. And they were eating. At last, someone who will be able to help me, thought the mole. Who did this on my head? He asked excitedly. Bzz, bzz, keep nice and still, bzz, buzzed the flies. There was a short pause, and then... It's clear to us that it was a dog. A dog? Finally, the little mole knew who had done the business on his head. Basil, the butcher's dog. Quick as a flash, he climbed onto Basil's kennel. And pling, a tiny black sausage landed right on top of the dog's head. <gasps> Satisfied at last, the little mole disappeared happily into his hole underground. <gasps> the end. <laughs> That's so good, Natalie. Isn't it? <laughs> I had to try not to laugh. I had to actually mute my own mic. <laughs> Well, it's amazing to watch it on your YouTube channel and also oh, to, to see it live also. Do you practice it before you record um, or do you yeah. sort of pick it up and, and read it in your mind? Yeah, talk yeah, us through that process. Um, I do. I will. I'd always read it once first, especially if it's a story I've never read like this one, just to you know, find out what's going on. And then, yeah, but then the voices and things like that kind of just come and Naturally. they come. And so sometimes they're not even consistent like but you know whatever i just thought so long as it's a bit silly and you know over the top I think. yeah and i think this is what's organic about it i think a lot of the times when i've 
turned on your channel for my daughters when I've been a bit tired and I'm just sitting back enjoying it with them. And and I like that it's not the consistent voice. It's not sort of, you know, it's like somebody really reading to you live. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's not polished. It's not like well rehearsed, you know, because the story, and again, it's that thing trying to communicate with parents or whoever, your guardians, whatever. Like you, you don't need to be really... You don't need to be professional at yeah. storytelling, right? But what you need is enthusiasm, I think, a lot of it. Um, and just the ability to get outside your own comfort zone. Don't think you're, you know, this is embarrassing. Don't think it's silly. And just do it, right? Because the kids, they'll, you have to put yourself back into that kid's state of mind. And they would never think you're doing something that's, you know, oh, he looks a bit silly. They just really enjoy it. You know what I mean? And how do you sort of naturally get that enthusiasm or how do you cultivate the enthusiasm? Oh, I think it's just because I haven't grown since I was about four. <laughs> I think I was still this you know, inner, huge inner child. Um, but no, I think, well, I did a lot of drama at, at school. And, and again, another, while I'm here, another shout out to parents, particularly if you're interested in letting your kids, you know, improve in terms of their confidence, public speaking. Drama is such a good, you know, tool, tool. to do that. Um, and I was with the Hong Kong Youth Arts Foundation, you probably know them, um, for a couple of years. And they're really, really great. And, you know, they don't charge a thing. Um, and they let anybody audition and the shows and everything they put on is super, super professional and it's just a great experience for kids, I think, to get into, get on stage, to just be part of that camaraderie and, and group of doing something like drama and speaking and acting, really. Yeah. And letting your guard down. I should also apologise to our Facebook uh, users. Yeah. Uh, the, the connection just suddenly went off, so we're back again on Facebook Live Hello. and Natalie was talking a little bit more about sort of the importance of, of drama, really, yes, to, to help sure. children uh, build confidence. Yes. Contrary to, to what people Hugely. say, oh, it's not a serious subject, so to speak. Yeah. But it is, you know, in a way. Massive. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You're preaching to the converted. Oh, I, I too yeah. study drama. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and look at us. Um, so, before I let you go, though, Natalie, yeah. um, tell us a little bit more about that story, uh, that, that journey of learning how to edit and putting it together. Because you have the idea in your head. Yes. How do you then make it into the final... Um, um, yeah, I mean, if you see my videos, they're not very complicated. It's just, you know, the story really. Um, and I do ensure that I add some, you know, words pop up if it's vocabulary, things like that. Bit of music, background. I, you know, just looking at other people's stuff online, really. I mean, the on- online webiverse is so, yes. you know, full of great things. And I think just, you know, not copying, but you know, learning. <laughs> creative borrowing. Creative borrowing, creative, you know, sharing and acknowledgement of other people, you know, referencing intertextual whatever um so yeah it's just trying to see what what works really yeah. and trying to make it so that kids can really engage and I think that's the hardest thing because we know kids their attention, attention span. span is a huge thing and it's not necessarily about like i think when parents think oh my kids have you know really poor attention it's not necessarily a, a, a fault i think it's just and their children and, it takes and their time children to develop their and attention span, yeah definitely yeah. and i think it really is a lot about your interest right even as an adult like if we're not interested in something we're not really you know what is it tldr what too long to didn't read or oh, something yeah. right online when you went for us right when we're reading you know articles or whatever let's reflect like how often are we good with our attention span like what are we doing criticizing kids and saying you know oh they can't sit still for two minutes we can barely focus on one project for two minutes without checking our phone and whatsapp and facebook right so absolutely yeah Yeah. that's such an interesting topic i mean when we were growing up we were were listening to the radio we had to spend a lot of time to download music or what have you nowadays it's instant it's instant so 
it, I'm not saying I'm not defending the children, but again, no. it's not really their fault. It's no. really the the way technology and the world has evolved. Yeah. And so. I think that's definitely another reason why I wanted to do stories um, is that. Well, book physical books. I know I've had to do it via online because yeah. of this whole pandemic situation, right? And I and I'm planning to when you know things get a bit better, I'm going to do like hopefully be able to do public you events, definitely. like you know yes. the West Kowloon Promenade somewhere in some kind of awesome. open space. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be really nice to have kids kind of gather and yeah. do a bit of that. Come and... back on the show to plug it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'd love that. that. Yeah, for <laughs> a, sure. A regular spot of storytelling oh, with you. Natalie. Um, um, yeah. Remind our listeners how they can find out more about you and your work what's your facebook page yes and your so YouTube the facebook channel? is called story time with natalie so you just need to search that a friend of mine has been very generous and helped me develop an instagram for those who are more you know socially savvy savvy um, so you can do that if that's something you're into um, most of the videos are also put onto the youtube page channel which is the same story time with natalie so you can have a look for those i think sometimes it's easier YouTube is easier for kids, I think, if you don't want the distraction of other things on Facebook. Yeah. Um, just let them watch the video. And they're all child safe. And YouTube does a good job of doing all that stuff. Excellent. Things, yeah. Natalie, yeah. what a pleasure to meet Thank you. you. <laughs> Keep these great videos coming. I'm, yeah. I'm such a big fan and I'm sure our listeners uh, will be also. Uh, for more, do go to Natalie's Facebook page, which is Storytime with Natalie. Uh, that's Natalie uh, without an H. That's N-A-T-A-L-I-E. And you can also go to her YouTube uh, channel as well. Lots of videos there for you. Uh, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time today. And thank we've you. been chatting with educator Natalie Tirrett drake about her YouTube channel Storytime uh, with Natalie. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.